I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. I've known this guy and uh, his brother for entirely too long. And I always tell people, I uh, whenever I do these interviews, while I'm doing my prep, I listen to the artist. So it kind of puts me in that spot. And man, Damien, I went back to uh, 2008, still in the dark, Aranda like debut big album that came out and what got me hooked all those years ago and now here we are let's see that was 10 15 uh, years 15 years 15 yep. years man i've known you guys for 15 years is that well first of all i apologize for having to deal with me for 15 years second of all of course it's kind of surreal i mean you know i remember when we were first when we first heard our first song on the radio it was still in the dark and i can remember when we we would head up and JJO was one of the biggest supporters right off the bat, you know, and we were up there, but you were up there and we, and it just seemed like we'd always, we'd hit it off really, we, we had hit it off really well, but then when you came up and sang Brown Eyed Girl with us, I think that was probably one of the highlights of 08. Oh my God. Was that New Year's <laughs> Eve? I think that was. Oh, I think my. it was. Um, God almighty. But it's, it's weird that you talk about, you know, 15 years ago because the label that put out that record uh, contacted us a couple months ago about uh, we're putting out a 15th anniversary for all the digital platforms, a super deluxe. So it's just going to have like so many like unheard cuts uh, from, from back in the day basically, but also too, they're releasing a double vinyl of basically the whole album plus all the those songs on there uh, live, man. We're sitting there and we're discussing it and going through it. And I, one, I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm getting older." So, <laughs> uh, because we're, t- I mean, you know, because that's kind of a milestone. You're, it's a 15 year anniversary deluxe edition. Like I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. I was like, "Man, we we've been around long enough to now we're doing deluxe anniversary editions." You know, so um, that's which is funny i'm like man and then you have albums right after that so mm-hmm. those anniversaries are coming up too you know we had to stop the world after that and then not the same and those records and so it's man it's just wild we've been around it we've been around a long time man. <laughs> if you were to look back see where we're at now and where you were is there something that really stands out with the band or, or something that really you kind of hang your hat on with this man i think overall with the scene that we ended up getting into because you know when we recorded the aranda record we man we just did what we did. We just, we weren't trying to think about like, let's fit into this genre or let's fit into this box or let's fit into whatever, man, that, especially that record, we were just really like, man, we, this is just music we love. Yeah. And this is just music that we love to do. So from that standpoint, I've, I I always will cherish that record in particular because there was no record company per se saying you have to do this or man, yeah. Can you at least give us a little bit of this or what, you know, whatever it may be as we can, as we continued our journey and man, like you said, lots of ups and downs, um, probably our most successful record was the one right after that, which was stop the world, mm-hmm. uh, which had just really a lot of radio success with that record, you know, we just, it, which was amazing, but man, once we, you know, got to not the same and we had a couple more radio hits from that record, you know, Man, we almost just completely called it quits after that because we had just gotten to a place where, man, there was so much around this thing where, you know, when here's the thing, I give kudos to all the bands out there that go out there relentlessly and work their freaking tails off just to really make ends meet. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. 
I think sometimes you get to a point, um, especially when you bring kids and family and stuff into the, into the picture where you have to start making some hard decisions, you know what I mean? um, The one after not the same for us was, man, we need to go, we need to slow this boat down a little bit and we need to spend some time with our families. And, and um, man, we had gotten to a point in late 2018 where we had gotten recharged and we were ready to go back out and just hit this thing really hard. We just started getting hit with tragedy after tragedy. Uh, Our producer that produced not the same, he passed away. His name's Cato Candwalla Mm -hmm. and he passed away in a motorcycle accident. We had such a blast recording that record. And, you know, we had planned to do some more things together and just hearing that news, that was pretty crushing. And then our sound guy um, that we had just been on the road with us for 10. I mean, he started with us in 09, you know, and then late, late 18, man, uh, he passed away, had a heart attack, passed away. Um, he was 49 years old, you know, so very, for us was very unexpected and just kind of rocked us. And man, then you get to the beginning of 2019 and we're like, okay, um, our drummer, Mike, he, he was, he came over to the studio and we were like, we had this plan. We were like, okay, we're recording this record. It was, everybody was really and starting to get back in good spirits and we were ready to do this. Well, you know, a month later we're in the studio. I kid you not, man, we are in the studio. Me and my brother hadn't been together for probably about three weeks at the time. Yeah. We both come over to the studio and um, we get a call saying that my dad just suddenly passed. Yeah. And our dad lives in the same city with us. So we rushed over to my grandma's uh, where he was at and dude, it was just crushing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, at, at that point, we knew we were going to kind of push pause on everything. And we had gotten everything for my dad together. We had done a beautiful service and it was amazing. And then um, Mike had called me, our drummer, and he was like, man, I, I, he wasn't able to make my dad's funeral. And he was just like, man, I am so sorry I didn't make it. I said, he's like, man, let's let's, you know, catch some dinner next week and figure some stuff out. Well, that next weekend, he him and his wife passed away and uh at that point man we just had kind of gone what the heck are uh, uh, we just we again pushed pause again and um, understandably after tragedy after tragedy how do you go into the studio how do you do anything other than just kind of I don't know, sit and and wonder what is happening. Well, it definitely got to a point where we, you know, we stopped and then we didn't think about really anything. I think like four or five months later, we did do one, we did one gig. (laughs) We did one gig (laughs) and it it was one actually that we had just promised that we had for like six months what we were going to go do. So we were like, man, Mike would want us to go do this. Let's go, let's go do this. But man, for the rest of that year, man, we were, MIA again, you yeah. know what I mean? And at that point it was like, man, are we, are we going to do this again? Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, the only thing that we had really going for us at that point was the connection piece. I think that music has with everybody, which is you connect with people so much through brokenness yes, and, and through those things. And so your heart's kind of connect in that way. Like a lot of our fans just, even with some of the songs that we've done throughout the years, like still in the dark or like satisfied or something like that, man, I just remember all the time when people would come up and we'd go, Oh my gosh, that's your story too. Or it's very similar, or this hit me this way. And, 
Um, so we still had a lot of that. And man, with all this grief and all this stuff going on, man, there was just so much in us still. Yeah. There was so much in us still. So um, fast forward to early 2020. And again, we're like, okay, let's, mm-hmm. you know, it'd been, been about eight, nine months. We were like, okay, we're, we're going to go back, get back in the saddle again. We're going to do this thing. Yeah. Well, then COVID hits. <laughs> uh, I mean, literally like two weeks, two weeks, you know, yeah, in, yeah. into that. But the one thing that we didn't let that do was stop us. Cause we were just like, you know what, as we were basically experiencing all this grief still mm-hmm. now the world was experiencing all this grief just through i mean you know all the stuff that was happening with covid oh, yeah. and the way that it was affecting people and the way you know just overall some of it was actually even just dividing us and all mm-hmm. those things and so man there was still so much to talk about so much to connect with so much so man we just put our heads down and just started writing writing and writing and writing and then finally we were like you know um, one of my good friends that is a producer, he lives in the city. And I was like, you know what? We're doing this album. You're going to do it with us. We're Come hell that. or high water. We're getting her done. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. <laughs> if I have to, you know, put on six masks to go over and, and, and do this fine, what, whatever it takes, you know? Yeah. So we w- started going over there and piecing this thing together. The name of the record is recollections of a painted year. Yeah. And one of the first songs we had, we said we had to finish was the one that we started with Mike. And that was the one called Pay For. And uh, and it was kind of funny because that song was birthed out of really, you know, it's Pay For. And then for a while, we had named it Pay For parentheses, the underdog. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it really, it really had, I, I had kind of spearheaded some of this, I guess, overall thought process of in 2015, I lost my voice completely. Like it yeah. went and there was a lot of things that contributed to that. But I remember... I had a guy that was like, man, you guys aren't going to do that. It looks like you guys are done. You know, you're not going to be able to sing again. I heard I heard that. And I started literally thinking, OK, you kind of put yourself in that position. It's like a, a pretty decent basketball team that's going up against the best basketball team. <laughs> and somehow they're the underdog. And yep. they got this in the head that everybody is against us. Yeah. Yep. For some reason, that fuels you to kind of achieve and do better than you would normally do with maybe no motive, you know? (laughs) And so, man, that kind of became my personal mantra, you know, and I kind of painted it out where, Hey, I got one more shot at this. I'm the underdog, you know, a la Eminem a little bit. And then (laughs) (laughs) you only got one shot. shot, You know what I mean? And then, and dude, and then, you know, man, it's just like, man, basically that everybody's going to eat their words for, yeah. for for doubting us. And that was kind of the thought process behind it. Madison Solid Rock, 94.1 JJO and JJO Discover New Music. Our guest this week is Damian Aranda talking to us about the new release, Recollections of a Painted Year. What is it like having a guy like Vernon Reed to now contribute to a song and something that took so such a journey to get to. And now this almost this retribution, this this rising from the ashes almost that with and now having Vernon Reed on there. That's awesome, dude. It, Vernon Reed. I mean, when I was a young tyke, I would say 12, 13, <laughs> the way that I learned guitar was we would go down the street and grab the guitar world, the guitar world magazine, mm-hmm. and it would have, you know, the four or five biggest songs tabbed out you know yeah. what I mean? yep oh yeah i remember <laughs> oh dude I, so man you, you've heard the cult of personality guitar solo from vernon and it's just all over the place and it's it's just wild like how like when you look at the tab it looks just like a foreign language you know yep. what i mean you're just yeah. like oh, 
okay yeah <laughs> my so, fingers don't do that never, i don't think that's possible <laughs> no but the first two uh living color records were so influential for gabe and i mm-hmm. i mean seriously literally when gabe was a teenager i mean literally everybody was like man are you trying to be Corey glover are you trying to be that guy you know because he because gabe would sing but he would sing with soul and he would sing with runs and he would do may put maybe more of an R&B flair on yeah. rock music, yeah. you know, which I always thought was so cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> and kind of, again, gave even what we were doing then a little bit of a different sound. You know, you got yeah. all these series, but living color was the epitome of that. Uh, you oh, know yeah. I mean? yeah. 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 So, so uh, long story short, when he said yes to doing that, cause we just asked him, we were just yeah. like, dude, would you even possibly think of that? Yeah. Uh, I think of doing that. And, you know, it was right during middle of COVID. So, you know, we were flying files back and forth. You know, he was just because mm-hmm. we couldn't meet in person. But um, when we got those back and we put them in the session, I was just like, oh, my Dude. God. It's like the best, you know, Aranda guitar solo is not played by me. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm completely okay with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Do you, is that the, the, like Vernon Reed? Do you give notes to him? Like whatever he sends back, you're like, all right, that's perfect. That's good. I don't care Dude, what we, it is, we're done. He gave us probably like five or six passes. Yeah. So we probably did splice together a couple of like the best things. But yeah. once he sent them, we didn't bother him anymore. <laughs> we were like, great job. We'll let you know when it's thank done. Thank you. That's thank right. You. Yes. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Why is it always so important for you guys to put that little Aranda twist? I mean, I know it's your music, but that that thing that you even going back to, you know, the early days and doing putting a little R&B in your stuff, that that Aranda flavor in there. I guess it's good and bad sometimes for us career wise. <laughs> but uh, for, for us, I mean, it's again, it comes back to the love of, of the craft, the love of trying to figure out how can you make this a little bit different? Does this feel, you know, basically not settling, but man, harmony has always been a big thing in our music. You know what I mean? Uh, we love to layer. We love to do those things. We love, you know, bands like the Doobie Brothers, bands like Queen, people that use that. It was rock, but man, you had to be able to really sing and really understand harmony to pull that stuff off and so man we get excited when you know it's like oh man we're gonna do more than three parts on this song okay <laughs> it's like oh let's figure that out you know uh, oh we're doing a flat six in this oh okay cool <laughs> and that actually does kind of lead me to my last thing before we get to the final wrap-up is you and gabe have I literally again when i say since you and huggies with the musical upbringing that you had with your folks and everything and, and that 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 tutelage and growing in the musical world and now making a career out of it is it a blessing or a curse maybe both knowing each other so well musically personally when it comes to putting that record together to putting that music together man i guess uh as the years have gone by a little bit more i would definitely say that it's a positive like uh because man we've really learned and know each other so well now we know each other's strengths we know each other's weaknesses (laughs) Um, and we just really kind of understand it's really weird. It's like, we can finish each other's sentences 95% of the time. Yeah. And when you have that kind of, uh, bond, you know, and we've pretty much been together through everything that we've both experienced in our lives. You know what I mean? I can't think of another human being on the planet. I've experienced more ups with and more downs with than my brother, you know? 
And so uh, that translates, man, to the trust in the music, too. So when we yep. get together, we do write and we do these things, man, we just trust, man, you know, and trust each other's strengths and and honestly just rely on that stuff. And it just makes the the team dynamics so special, you know, because it really felt like we weren't fighting this time. We weren't fighting each other on anything on this record. Uh, I'm getting the countdown timer. You and I have obviously chatted wait, like we always do. We just go and go and go. I love it. You, you know, you're my my first interview of, of the year. So it, it's going to. Oh, really? It's only going to go down from here. That's it. You set the bar <laughs> way up here. So. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for chatting music. Before we go, let's have even more fun. Uh, it's time for rapid fire. No wrong answers. You just go with what your gut says, what Damien feels. So here we go. Let's I can't start. think about it too much either, right? No, I just don't to... get in your head. Don't. That's the problem. That's the problem. All right, let's start off simple. Waffles or pancakes? Uh, pancakes. Pancakes. You're uh, more of a southern guy, so I'm surprised on that. You guys like your waffle houses and stuff over there. We do, but pancakes. Uh, you can. I feel like you can do more with them. <laughs> All right, stuff on them. I'll know what to make you. That's good. Yeah. Uh, more guitar, drums, or vocals in the monitor? Uh, vocals for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a guitarist question. You probably appreciate this. Steve Vai or Joe Satriani? Oh, I know that's a tough one. I, Cause you oh, probably love them both. You probably, I love them so much. And they were so influential. Both of them by a hair, Steve Vai. By a hair. I like it. I knew that one was going to be tough for you. Uh, would you rather have damp socks or soaked pants? Soaked pants. Soaked pants. See, damp socks suck, right? You just ate oh, the worst. I can't function. Yeah. Yeah. Take them off. Uh, yep. Vanilla or chocolate? Uh, chocolate. Chocolate. Would you rather see Bigfoot or El Chupacabra? Bigfoot, probably. So now, serious question here. Have you felt like you've been close to seeing Bigfoot in maybe your travels? I know Oklahoma boy. I'm sure there's some Bigfoot nut bars out there, too. No, I feel like I've never. Never, never come close? Close. No. No. <laughs> No, but we have hit a few deer. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably as big as Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Worked through a few of those. Maybe it was yeah. Bigfoot and he ran away. Who knows? Uh, uh, last one for you. Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? One horse-sized duck. Really? You're ballsy, man. Yeah, I just want to – I know my target. I know <laughs> I'm like – I know what I got to do. A hundred's just too much to think about. Yeah. And they just getting at your ankles and stuff. Getting at, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. That's a little on the creepy side. You know, it's like they yeah. can run up your legs and do all sorts of weird stuff. Little horse hooves flicking you in the well, ankle. Exactly. You know, right. Ah, other, get at it. Other places too. Yeah. I like it. Well, it, I, I would have taken the the little, little uh, horsies, but uh, you're, you're a brave man. I like that. That's a big duck. That's a big duck. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for humoring me. As always, I appreciate it, brother. And more, those were amazing. I was not expecting those questions. So yeah. great. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I like to, I like to keep them, uh, keep you guessing. You know, I don't want you to get comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, everyone, twenty twenty three off to a great start with new Aranda and more to come. And uh, Damien, I love you, brother. And love uh, you too, man. I can't wait to see you guys next time. Everyone can't wait to see you. And uh, yeah, just look for more. And I, I appreciate the time as always, man. Man, thank you, Brock. Appreciate. Listen, rate, share, subscribe, discover new music now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7, 941 JJO.